Well, this is escalating quickly, isn't it? And of course, I'm referring to the situation between Russia and Ukraine. But of course, it's no longer just a situation between Russia and Ukraine. It now involves pretty much most of the Western world. And before long, it will involve a lot of other countries around the world as well. It's actually amazing to me how if you just think back six weeks ago, how we were sending humanitarian aid and there were you know, all sorts of fundraising to help the, the refugees and, and, and quite rightly so, a lot of civilians who are completely innocent Ukrainian civilians have been displaced from their homes. So of course, we've gone from sending blankets and food and aid to then sending body armor and helmets to the Ukrainian military. Then it was the government sending humanitarian aid in the billions as it now stands. Of course, it, you can see how this is going. It then escalated to sending defense equipment and medical equipment. And all the time, the politicians are saying, oh, we're just going to do this. They always use this word, we're just going to do uh, that. We're just sending aid. We're just sending medical assistance. Now, of course, we are, uh, we're in the situation where they're not just sending aid and medical, they're now sending weapons. In fact, I was quite surprised that the US government has now gone on record to say that not only are they sending drones to Ukraine, so that basically what's happening is Ukraine right now is field testing US military equipment. And not only that, the other thing that very much surprised me was that they've gone on record, the US has gone on record to say that they shot down troop carriers. So these are uh, planes carrying hundreds of Russian troops. But of course, again, we come back to this example. Did the US shoot them down? No, the US did 90% of the work, but a Ukrainian military person actually pulled the trigger as, as it's being sort of put out in the media. In fact, we're probably right now in a proxy war already. So the West, the EU, um, the United States, UK, etc. We're probably already now in a proxy war with Russia. And Russia's been very clear. And it said, and, and again, I don't want you to read too much into what I'm saying or the morality of my comments. I'm basically giving you facts. I'm not sitting on any sides here. I'm basically just giving you facts of the situation. Russia and the military and Putin have said if the West and America in particular and the UK interferes and keeps uh, blowing up uh, Russian uh, targets and refineries and, and things like this on Russian soil, that Russia will react. And the defense minister has said it's probably going to result in nuclear war. So just stop and think about that for a moment, because I've certainly have. Do we want nuclear war? No, what we want is de-escalation from all parties here. And yes, that does include Russia. We obviously want de-escalation and for Russia to de-escalate the situation in Ukraine. I think we all want that. I, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't want it. However, you may be surprised to hear that there are certain politicians in different nations that don't want de-escalation. They actually want to escalate this further as a punishment. And a lot of politicians, you can look all this up. Nancy Pelosi, we've also got someone called Adam Schiff, another person in the USA. And he's been very clear. In fact, let me read out his statement. He said, we're not in this for a stalemate. We are in this to win. We will fight with Ukraine until victory is won over Russia. Well, firstly, good luck with that because 
I don't think this will end well if everyone ends up in a big war here with Russia. And then another statement that just came out yesterday, there's all this talk now of chemical weapons. Remember this, WMDs, this is what now a lot of the talk is about. If they find the United States, um, some of the politicians in the United States have said, if they find evidence of any sort of WMDs, or any sort of usage of chemical weapons in the Ukraine by Russia, that troops will have to go in or that the USA will respond with their own weapons on Russia. Now, this is worrying because, well, of course, we know what happened with Iraq and all the, the, the stuff that happened there, complete and true. There were no WMDs in Iraq, which was the whole premise of going to war in Iraq. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if at some point, a chemical weapon was used, whether it's by Russians or whether it's by some other rogue state. I mean, it's not difficult to cross the border with a war going on as it is at the moment. Some sort of rogue state or some rogue operators, you know, do something or they say, oh, a chemical weapon was used. And next thing you know, we've gone to the next level of escalation. And it's quite interesting because I was sat in an office today, or more specifically, I sat in a waiting room and there was quite a lot of people in there. And it was just bizarre to me listening to some of these conversations. All of the conversations were about the war in Ukraine right now. And it was just bizarre what some people were saying. There was some older women having a conversation and I would expect them to be talking about, we need peace. How can we, you know, de-escalate this and things like that. No, none of that sort of talk. They're saying, oh, well this, you know, and they're talking about Liz Truss who I've covered before. Oh, Liz Truss, she's saying that we should, you know, send warplanes and we should, you know, do this and we should bomb them and do all this other stuff. What do you think? Well, I think we might need to do that. Seems like the right thing to do. You know, we should, we should help out and we should send our troops in. And I'm sat there thinking, send our troops in. Do you really think that is the best situation here for everyone to start sending troops in? There are still other things that can be done right now to de-escalate this situation. And in my opinion, most, and if you think about it from, we can go from a large scale like war right down to a, a small scale. A lot of the times when you have these major confrontations or, or minor confrontations, it's usually some sort of a breakdown in communication. That is my experience of this. It's often a breakdown in communication. There's either been a misunderstanding or someone's become aggressive, whether it's Putin saying NATO were aggressive by getting right up to our borders or Putin's being aggressive by obviously going into Ukraine. This is obviously an act of aggression, but where do you start and where do you end? You can just keep going back and back and back and finding all of these different situations of acts of aggression. So what I find to often be the best situation and solution in, in these sort of circumstances is to actually have the peace talks, bring everyone to the table, discuss all of this and come up with some sort of a sort of solution. Now, I know they've been trying to do this and it's been unsuccessful, but so what? keep trying. You know, I've had it, I've had issues before with people. And the last thing I wanted to do was try and resolve things with people who I just did not agree with completely polar opposite viewpoints. But you know what, for the greater good of the company and other things, I have uh, put myself out there to resolve things, even though I didn't agree with it. And of course, we've just heard the news that Biden, President Biden wants to send 33 billion dollars over to Ukraine. $33 billion. And it was only last week you remember me talking about, and that was about the three or four billion that was sent. I said, 
we can't find money for schools, we can't find money for crime fighting and for the police force and for better community relations to de-escalate crime. We can't find money to help veterans or people with mental health issues or PTSD or a whole host of other uh, related issues. Look at the homelessness situation in the United States. You trace that back and you'll probably find a lot of it is, well, most uh, of it I would say, although I can't say with certainty, but I would assume most of it is drug or alcohol. And then if you sort of peel back that layer and you look back, there's probably some mental health issues there. But regardless of if there is those things going on or mental health issues going on or not, why are we not sort of adding money and funding for these things on home soil? Why are we always told there isn't any money for that? Or why are we told that the cost of living crisis as we're now having with energy and food inputs, there's nothing the government can do. They can't you know, help out with any sort of funding or grants or, or anything like that. There's nothing they can do at all. But yet there's $33 billion wanting to be sent to Ukraine. Now look, I'm not saying we shouldn't help with humanitarian issues, but I don't think we should help by sending in our own troops, which is what a lot of people are calling for because more people are going to end up getting killed. And I completely get the argument, I do, that well, if we don't send our own troops in, that Russia will keep sending troops and more Ukrainians will be killed. And again, it is a valid argument. There really isn't a perfect solution to this situation, to this crisis, there isn't. The only perfect solution is de-escalation and that begins with communication and uh, bargaining, coming to the table and coming up with some sort of a, an agreement. But I honestly think that there are certain groups, organizations, certain politicians as well that actually want to have military conflict. I do believe that. And we're also seeing a lot of trends and patterns as well. So remember I said it starts with the blankets, it, then it's the food, then it's this, then it's the weapons, then eventually it's the troops, and then it will be nuclear weapons. Because this is how these things go. You start with small steps and they get bigger and bigger and bigger and you put it on the news a lot, and you talk about certain things, until eventually it's just normal for the public to think that something is, is okay to do. I was reading the comments this week, and a lot of people have said, and also in the, in the forum, some people have been saying that they're seeing now a lot of military movies and military TV shows, at Pri Saving Private Ryan, and We Were Soldiers, and all this is, is popping up on their, their sort of, you know, watch this, watch this video, watch this movie, etc. Now, why is that? Is it because these organizations are deliberately putting this in our face so we can get used to war? Or is it that some people have just started watching these things and it's created, you know, this sort of, you know, algorithm or whatever you want to call it that's now pushing it out to a lot of people. I don't know. But there is a lot of talk and a lot of people trying to push for boots on the ground, which is a really terrible idea. I want to show you this video quickly. So this was from Weon this week. Of this next package of sanctions to be imposed on Moscow over the war in Ukraine. Now, imposing an oil embargo on Russia will have fallout. No sanctions, Eric come without pain and some of the so just for clarification here this is another wave of sanctions that they're talking about fallout could be higher energy prices still inflation rising and some analysts are even predicting that could lead to social unrest within the european union as consumers and households really feel the impact of that okay next point then they're talking uh, very clearly they're saying that these um what i've been saying basically these cost pressures of the, uh, as a result of the sanctions will lead to social unrest 
Now again, we've covered this. Uh, I try not to get this video censored again, but social unrest, it means looting. It means acts of aggression on your fellow human beings. This is what it means, social unrest on their pockets. But of course, the ministers that are, the countries that are pushing to have this embargo implemented more quickly and perhaps even overnight, say the alternative is continuing to help Russia fund this more. I was at a meeting of EU energy ministers yesterday. I spoke to several different ministers and it seems based on what I heard that the necessary consensus to move forward with an embargo is now there. Okay, so you heard it right there. The consensus is pretty much already there now, including Germany, which was one of the hardest sort of votes to swing to have a complete embargo against Russia uh, in terms of the energy they provide to the European Union by the end of this year. Now, how exactly they're gonna get all this energy, where it's gonna come from, I'm really not sure. We're talking natural gas, we're talking oil, but we're not even, they're not even talking here about the fertilizers and all of the other things and the metals, etc., that come from Russia. So whether they're just completely overlooking that, whether they know that's a major issue, but they don't want to address it at this point because they want to just focus on the, the big point, which is energy, I'm really not sure. But either way, they have to make sure that they address all of these points because this will have a severe knock-on effect. And I think social unrest, as that lady was talking about there, is probably going to be the least of your worries in the near future because I do think we are heading towards military conflict. And I don't like saying that at all. I really hope that we don't go there, but that is the way it is looking right now. So as always, just do as much as you can to prepare for any sort of negative situation that we might go into. And I'm not gonna go through all of the, the checklist for you to do here. I've covered that on, on other videos. So just make sure that you are prepared for any negative outcome that may come about in the next few weeks. I think we are going to see escalation in the next few weeks. So just be aware of that. All right, well, thank you so much for watching today. I really appreciate you. I will see you tomorrow for the weekly walk and talk. Take care. God bless. See you soon.